0: Welcome to From Beyond, a podcast about consciousness, metaphysics, and a wide variety of provocative spiritual topics. Cindy Riggs is an internationally renowned universal channel author and spiritual consultant. Cindy has been practicing professionally since 1997. And she has a unique and fascinating perspective on spirituality.
1: Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back, Jeffrey.
0: Thank you. Always happy to be here.
1: Glad to have you here. I want to talk about something that we both read about because we both have a book entitled The Daily Stoic. Uh And it's really good because you just read a page a day. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And and what we're going to talk about is from the November 16th page. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what year. It's November 16th every year that you read that page. There's 365 pages that we read when it was said, hope and fear are the same.
0: Yeah, I feel like we're supposed to play that music, you know, because...
1: Yeah, hope and fear are the same.
0: What? There's there's a lot of folks, I think, right now who are kind of going, okay, I'm listening, I I don't (laughs) know what you're talking about, about, but okay. Okay.
1: Well, okay, so if hope and fear are the same, that reminds me of patience and fear. Mm -hmm. Because I don't like the word patience because it's an anxious word. And Mm -hmm. most people don't think of patience as anxiety. And anxiety, of course, is fear. Mm-hmm. But then when I read more, hope is generally regarded as good. Fear is generally regarded as bad. To Hakato of Rhodes, they are the same. Now, this is Hakato of Rhodes in ancient times.
0: Was it a, a, a stoic student, for sure?
1: Right, right. Both hope and fear are projections into the future about things we do not control. Mm-hmm. Kind of like patience. Yeah. Now, now, this is an interesting take, and it kind of I kind of jump back on this one, because I'm like, what hope? Because so many people come to me and they say, I just want some hope. Sure. Please give me some hope.
0: Sure. And we're moving into one of those seasons. Yeah. You know, there's four candles that will be burned throughout the month of December in the, the Christian faith, and one of those candles is for? Hope. Yeah. Yeah. So... We're here to talk about interesting things. We certainly aren't here to uh, offend anyone with the idea of um, saying that the the hope candle is not a good thing. But, certainly
1: not. But it, this is an interesting point of view yep. of a concept that we all think about. Right. And talk about.
0: Right. And it usually has a really, really positive connotation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so I, I think as we talked before we came on the podcast, like I think this is really going to challenge some folks. Um, yes just in a language concept, per se, because Mm -hmm. we're talking about a typically positive word. But as you and I continue to share, you know, the present moments, what we've got, living in the past, living in the future, those are things that are fear-based. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, really anxious to see kind of how our conversation goes today. Right. And
1: And for our listeners, we want you to know that we're just here to present some concepts mm -hmm. That make us think, Mm
0: -hmm. or
1: make us stop thinking too much, right? um, Or (laughs) overthinking. Yes. um, Just to sort of expand our minds, because people want awareness. They want more and more awareness. Mm -hmm. We got to expand their awareness. So that's what we're here doing. Absolutely. Both hope and fear are the enemy of this present moment that you are actually in. Says that book, The Mm -hmm. Daily Stoic, on November sixteenth, and what you were just talking about. We've got the present moment. And then it says both hope and fear mean you are living you are living a life in opposition to amor fati. One of my favorites. Tell I, that is one of your favorites. Tell us about amor fati. What does that mean? It's Latin.
0: It is Latin. Um, amor typically people know as the word love for yes. us, mm-hmm. and then fati is a, an e short of fate, right? Now, fate's a whole different concept; could completely be another podcast too. But fate, oh boy, yeah. <laughs> but amor fati is is the concept of loving what happens,
1: embracing what yes. happens, right?
0: Absolutely, because we don't
1: always love what happens.
0: Yeah, that's but true.
1: We're, but it is encouraging us to right, right, amor fati.
0: But we also have to lose judgment. Because well, of some yeah. things are what <laughs> bad, some things are, quote, good, right? you know. So to say, man, I love that this car just drove by and splashed mud all over my new outfit as I was walking down the sidewalk. Like, I don't know too many people who initially going to go, no. dude, I love this. No. Like, but the concept of flipping the perspective and saying, okay, so a couple things here. What did I learn from this? One, I probably shouldn't be out walking this close to the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Two opportunity to learn something three you know what this probably might have kept me from running into something else because i've got to stop kind of clean myself off on my way to wherever i'm walking like
1: four this outfit needed washed anyway. (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: probably if you're talking about me that's for sure
1: five uh my dry cleaner needs to make more money something
0: (laughs) right so embracing what happens to say Mm -hmm. This part wasn't something I would have necessarily chose for myself, but it's okay because it produces all these other things that we can assign as good. So mm-hmm. morfati is one of my favorite things because in my daily work when mm-hmm. stuff happens, it's like yeah. I can choose to be miserable or I can choose, you know what, hey, this happened for a reason. I'm gonna love what just happened, let's figure it out, let's learn something type of thing. Right, and
1: let's move on. Mm-hmm. Because we're in the present moment. Correct. We're not gonna keep thinking about what happened mm-hmm. and over analyzing what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, also, in the Daily Stoic, it says, It's not about overcoming our fears, but understanding that both hope and fear contain a dangerous amount of want and worry in them. And sadly, the warrant is what causes the worry. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, when we desire stuff, when we want stuff, yeah. what does it do? It causes us to worry. Yeah, it causes anxiety. Because yeah. we don't have it. Worry, yeah. So... And to me, this is where some of the confusing stuff's going to come in and challenge some of our listeners. You know, we talk about manifesting things and how you can put your intention on something happening. Mm -hmm. But there's that fine line there of, are you crossing that boundary of, I'm going to spend all my time thinking about this. Well, Mm -hmm. if you're going to spend all your time thinking about it, you're not in the present. You are in the future. Right. So how do you get up to that line? without crossing over and not being present and missing whatever you're supposed to be missing, you know, engaging with right now mm-hmm. and spending it worried upon when is that money going to show up
1: mm-hmm.
0: or when's that job going to manifest or that itself? partner? Yeah. So yeah. it's an interesting concept because it, it really has to be a thought process. So you've got to, like I said, it's at school, press pause and get your mind right and say, okay, Am I spending time right now with what I'm supposed to be doing in this present moment? Or am I worrying about that thing that I say I want that's causing the anxiety of saying I don't have it, therefore I feel lack, therefore I feel fear, therefore I feel like it's really interesting. Yeah, and then stuff people will tell me.
1: me I need patience, and uh, <laughs> that causes even more anxiety right. and worry.
0: It does. <laughs> it does. And we spend a whole bunch of time
1: mm-hmm. and
0: space and emotion
1: in yeah. this place
0: of being afraid. <sighs> And the only person who's created it is?
1: Ourselves. Yeah, isn't that great? Like, cool. No. Right. (laughs) Especially, like, the emotion, the energy in motion. Mm -hmm. Because it is the emotion that truly fuels something into manifestation. Even more so than the thought.
0: Mm -hmm. Universe responds So what
1: emotion is a person choosing when they're thinking about hope? I think we'll get into that more. But I want to move on to another book that we've both had a look at, Mm -hmm. Hidden Language Codes by R. Neville Johnston. And I know R. Neville Johnston. I took um, some Chinese face reading course from him. And um, yeah, and he's, this book is, wow. I mean, to blow your mind Mm -hmm. about the stuff we say, Mm -hmm. when we say can't, as soon as you say can't, you create impossibility. Now, most of us know that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but he really like he just goes one word at a time in alphabetical order and says <laughs> yeah. here's what this word is doing and of course in the English language but Neville says hope is a trick word designed to get us to give up our power of decision uh-huh. if we hope for something we are not deciding the something
0: right which that whole concept of decision mm-hmm. versus hope and giving up free will free choice that we were given as humans right. like that's right. that's a pretty amazing concept to me mm-hmm. and and spurn one of my favorite quotes in this book of his um the spell on page 21 it says know that it is within the realm of possibility that your thoughts will never hurt you again like, your
1: thoughts will never hurt you
0: again yes that that anxiety does not have to be Something you choose right. that you're, you can, right. you can, you can yeah, choose to be could present. never
1: hurt you again.
0: Right. And I, I like, that's really powerful stuff.
1: It is. From it a really one in a
0: book, you know, and, and it's true, hard to do, but like,
1: <laughs> or is it like, it's as hard as we believe it is. Correct. He goes on to say, when we just decide something, there is no doubt. And I think this is the key here. And therefore there is no use for the word hope.
0: Right. Which,
1: if we're that certain, yeah, then he gets a little more scientific about it, which mm-hmm. is maybe too out there. But, and this is just in a paragraph in this book decide, don't hope. In fact, boast of being hopeless.
0: Yeah, I mean, what <laughs> I a concept was, to think about.
1: Yeah,
0: like how I many people want to be hopeless? Like, if you just say that off the cuff, like, people are gonna be like, no, uh, no, I want good things. Because of what
1: we think the word hopeless means. Right. And he's making a little bit of a pun sure. there. But um, notice how we never hope with hope. This would be a negative, positive, negative code. <laughs> and that gets, it gets a little confusing yeah. and maybe too much information. Let's try to keep it simple. Sure. But boast of being hopeless. I don't think I'll ever boast of being hopeless. No. But I'd rather boast of being confident, certain, faithful, whatever. I found this quote uh, from the Hunger Games movie. President Mm -hmm. Snow said, Hope, it is the only thing stronger than fear. A little hope is effective. A lot of hope is dangerous. What do you make of that?
0: Well, in the context of the movie, it obviously makes a ton of sense because he's trying to put down uh, a resistance, a revolution, an uprising. Mm -hmm. Um, But... I think that's more in what we would call commonplace connotation with the word of hope because I think what he's drawing on is that energy that comes together when you have a large group of people putting their hopes stacked on top of one another, thinking yeah. that that positive vibe is there. Mm-hmm. So, to me, that makes sense in the context of the Hunger Games. His, his thing about a little hope is effective. Um, As given, a
1: motivator, correct, I think. Yeah.
0: I would agree with that. And then a lot of hope is dangerous. Well, he's kind of flipping connotations in there. Yeah. You know, as far as expectations and being attached to things, if his, if his uprising has a lot of hope, then he sees that as a threat to what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the question to me would be, if you have, again, we're in a season where you're going to have lots of people in churches mm-hmm. and going right. to be speaking to lighting the hope candle in One of those services as they Mm -hmm. go through the Sundays of Mm -hmm. December, you know, is that a powerful feeling? Well, in the connotation of we want good things to happen. I'm yeah, I would say absolutely it is. Yes, and I think that that's where the confusion we talked about before we got started comes from, because if we take it as a concept that we've been talking about, hope and fear are right there next to each other and they're related. Mm -hmm. People wouldn't, I don't know if like how they would feel about doing that in church if they took it as a rote. Fear-based thing. Right, right. You know, because it, like I said, typically has a positive connotation.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a belief that something good will happen
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that candle represents that mm-hmm. belief. But I think we have to be careful with what are we saying and what are we really thinking inside mm-hmm. that we're not saying.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So does the energy of the hope, if you will, hmm Matter in making that decision because yes. to me, hoping, and, and I mentioned this to you at another point in our conversation earlier, like when I'm responding to people's birthdays on Facebook, I'll say hope all is well. Now, if you break it down based upon the fear concept, right. I'm assuming things aren't going well for you. If I'm saying hope everything's well, you know, type of thing.
1: Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's a word used in many different
0: right. applications. Correct. But the intent behind it is, Happy birthday. Hope all is well. I have the hope for you that everything that you're wanting to have happen that you need to have happen is happening. Yeah. So to me, that's an interesting Mm
1: -hmm.
0: way to kind of frame what we're talking about here, both from the Stoic and both from uh, Arnold Johnston's concept of hope being a a fear based. Mm -hmm. I don't use the word concept, I want to say emotion, but um, it just really, to me, Going back to President Snow is really how you're gonna use the word in order to get where you want to go with it, you know.
1: Right, right. And then I read, some say the opposite opposite of fear is hope. <laughs> hope and fear are both felt in anticipation of each of either something good or bad happening. They are both motivators, although one creates a goal or outcome that we want to move away from, which is fear, and one goal that we want to move toward, which is hope. And so I think it does depend on what the intentions are of the mind that is thinking, or that is hoping. Mm -hmm. Right? I would agree. Martin Luther King Jr. said, we must accept finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope. What do you make of that?
0: So... I love the quote
1: mm-hmm.
0: because the idea of putting an ending to disappointment—you're making a decision.
1: A decision, right? Yeah. So you're not
0: hoping for it. You're saying I choose to move forward mm-hmm. because that's what that's what we're supposed to be doing, right? Is moving forward. Yes. So we're yeah. going to say this disappointment ends here. I choose to mm-hmm. not feel disappointed.
1: But I accept it. Mm-hmm. I amor accept, fati. Yeah, amor fati. Yes, yes. <laughs> But never lose infinite hope. Never lose your ability to desire and dream Good things. without attachment, probably.
0: Well, and see, you and I talking, the attachment piece, I think yeah. makes sense. In talking with people who just mm-hmm. are using the word hope for the, the positive connotation it has, mm-hmm. when King said, and I think he's speaking to the folks who use it in a positive connotation.
1: Oh yes, yes.
0: So when he says but never lose infinite hope. Infinite mm-hmm. obviously is a an ever expanding whatever you apply the word to as an mm-hmm. adjective. But the word hope then in that in that context means that you will forever have expanding hope for and then fill in the blank. At this mm-hmm. time obviously it was it was equality of, of man, equality sure, of, of course races, equality of men, women, like all those things that were going on in the sixties when he was speaking stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. The uh, biblical opposite of fear, of course, is faith.
0: Yeah, really <coughs> interesting Some word. Some people
1: say, well, the opposite of fear is love. Yes, that too. Can be, yeah. Faith. hmm And so we're not, we're not not including religion here.
0: <laughs> well, I'm, you know, and we've talked about this too. Like, we, we have to go into those concepts in order to Place context to it because these words right. typically are associated with what, with religion, yeah, believing sure. in a higher power, that oh, you yeah. know, so and right. especially the word faith.
1: Oh especially yes, especially the, the word, word faith, faith, which a lot of people misunderstand based on stuff I've channeled, right? Which I'll do in a little bit.
0: Yeah, yes you will. Um, so when I think about the word faith versus the word hope, like to me, faith is a, a belief that it's going to happen
1: mm-hmm.
0: versus hoping, which there's that doubt piece that we the started doubt. the, the right. conversation yeah. today with.
1: Yeah.
0: So using my own silly example, changing my Facebook thing, happy birthday, having faith all as well. Like it doesn't, eh. it doesn't roll. Does it? it? No, like, it, doesn't.
1: it <laughs> burr, burr, you
0: know, that, <laughs> yeah. that music again, very sink, versing hope all as well. Um, but if you, to me, if I think about it, it's like, well, Having faith that the person I'm sending a note to is doing well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. certainly feels a lot better to me.
1: It feels good to say, hope all is well.
0: Yeah. I don't know. That's that's a... a,
1: But it depends on how the person perceives it. Because some people would say, oh, are you saying that I don't communicate enough? Right. You know, like...
0: (laughs) Right. Because... (laughs) Some people
1: take things personally or a different way than you had intended.
0: Yep. Nope. Attachment programming. Right. Earlier right. Podcasts. So this is a very
1: what you say earlier podcast. Yeah.
0: yeah, right. <laughs> Listen to our earlier podcast.
1: <laughs> and so hope this is a very interesting concept. I want to bring in someone who will speak to us now. Someone from the spirit world, from a spiritual perspective, not just a spiritual perspective of what humans think is spiritual, but a true perspective from the spirit realm. And that is going to be the Archangel Gabriel today, or Gabriel, as it has asked me to pronounce its name. I have channeled Gabriel for quite a long time, and I have found Gabriel to be very Wise. The Archangel Gabriel, or Gabriel, of course, is the one that gave Muhammad the Quran. The Quran's Archangel Gabriel channeled. Many people don't realize that. I'm Gabriel here to assist you today with a concept. Yes?
0: Yes. The concept of hope, please. Hope.
1: (laughs) What are your questions?
0: so we've been we've been talking about hope as having typically a good connotation Uh, when we talk in this in this realm hope is a a, usually a well-wishing of some sort or Mm -hmm. um, a little extra oomph to a request to the universe for something or someone
1: have you thought of hope as having own personal experience
0: I, now that you just said it, no, I have not.
1: Because hope is a personal experience. Hope is unique for each person and unique each time it is thought or spoken. So if the person is operating from their ego self or their lower self, or as some say from fear, then hope may be more of a fear, then it is the opposite of what you are fearing. So if one is thinking or speaking of hope from their true self, their aligned higher self, then it is most likely a positive intention.
0: Okay. So is hope then the same thing as having faith or having trust.
1: So faith is also unique to each individual mind because for some faith has a great deal of fear within it. Faith feels like something they must do to be pious. Mm. Or faith is something they don't truly understand but they know they are supposed to have it. Mm. This is very common. That it is drilled and drilled and drilled into the minds, but they don't truly understand that faith is 100% confidence. What is confidence? It is certainty. So, does this answer the question of faith?
0: Yes, it does.
1: Last, of faith and of trust. trust. (laughs) Oh, trust. Who are you trusting? Or who are you attempting to trust? If you're attempting to trust another person, it is almost impossible to have 100% confidence or certainty in that trust because that other person's mind is changeable. You will never know for sure if someone can be trusted. But you trust them anyway, perhaps until they prove they cannot be. But each person is different with this. If you are trusting in your higher self or your soul to guide you, as has been spoken before, how much of that do you have? How much of your day is in the attitude of that certainty that it will guide you and will always guide you towards something that is aligned with it? If you were talking about trusting a deity That varies from person to person, from moment to moment. Most of these do. Does this answer the question?
0: It does. What I'm hearing you say, Gabriel, is that the difference between faith and trust is, uh, for lack of better terminology, (laughs) evidence, something that you... Can see, feel, taste, hear, whatever. Not
1: necessarily. Not necessarily evidential, but for some people, for most people, it must be. There must be some evidence or proof. And yet, there are many who claim to believe in a deity with no proof of that deity. Mm. Mm. And so this is a faith in a concept of collective mind. And isn't that interesting, that you might have more faith in something invisible, something you cannot prove, rather than a human, Hmm. who is standing right before you? I'm not speaking that it is wrong. I'm just saying that most people do not understand faith as 100% certainty. And there are many pious individuals who have 100% certainty in that deity, and therefore, the energy that responds to their thoughts is of a higher frequency than if they had nothing to believe in. But hope is the, is the topic. Mm-hmm. Hope is a concept of, it is a portion of dreaming. Not dreaming while you are asleep, but dreaming of possible futures. It is a piece of creation. Every mind is creating at all times with all thoughts. It is creating and it is manifesting a reality that is matching that mental and emotional creation. So, hope cannot be defined in one way, you see. Because if the one is hoping that one day they won't be homeless, are they focusing on homeless or are they believing that something else is possible? Can they even picture what else is possible? And can they accept that if it doesn't happen, that that is not what is meant for that soul? or that there is something to be learned or overcome. Can they accept that?
0: So what I'm hearing you say is that there can be hope without fear.
1: Yes. When one is in that faithful state, that certain state, that confident state, or as metaphysical people would say, that higher frequency state, that state without the ego, then yes. Then if they understand the law of attraction, they are hoping for or thinking about or intending for things that will manifest effortlessly if they are aligned with that person's soul. And then there is no attachment to the outcome.
0: So if we look at hope as that concept and is fear then ever justified
1: fear is fear ever justified when fear is justified it is of the third dimension and it is of the lower self that is justification as most of you define it because that means there is a reason for the fear if fear is truly to be justified it is literally a gun to your head or a roof falling in on you. Those are times that you can justify fear.
0: Okay. Third dimension, that makes, well, and we as humans need that.
1: Right, because justice, the whole justice system is based on duality. So justification is a dual concept, Mm -hmm. a concept of duality or ego or fear or the whole reality of positive and negative. I am not saying it is not real while mm-hmm. you are here in the third dimension. Mm-hmm. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. But to think of something as justified versus divine order, because everything is divine order, and you could put a label of, of justice on it if you wish.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> we like to as humans, that's or for sure. <laughs> you could.
1: <laughs> you do. <laughs> or you could decide that it's divine order and that you don't know how to justify it and that you maybe can't know how.
0: So how would you frame going back to, I know you listened to our conversation before you of course. came into this one. So I have, a, I have a way of going about wishing people a happy birthday. And I use the word hope in there Mm -hmm. is and then you think about the concept of birthdays where you wish somebody a happy birthday is there a difference between the concept of hope and wishing
1: wishing as a greeting is different okay your wish for someone else is their happiness okay but are you thinking about wishing that they were not unhappy probably not you are just wishing them a happy birthday okay that is a positive sentiment okay so in this so in that case hope is not the same as fear
0: okay okay so hope and wish in the context of in
1: the context of a sentiment in the context
0: of sentiment okay so knowing that humans operate in the realm of fear a good chunk of the time. Is there something else that we can focus on instead of the concept of of hoping for something? Because when we are hoping for something, typically, it's because there's something that we don't want. Is there something else we can focus on instead? First, you
1: identify if there is a contrast to what you are hoping for. Are you hoping for this thing because there is something that you don't want? Or that there's something you don't want anymore, like that old vehicle or that old television? Are you hoping for a new one? Then there's a little bit of negative connotation there. If you are hoping for expansion, spiritual awakening... New fun experiences, and as you'll notice, I'm not being very specific at this point. If you are hoping for new people in your life, new opportunities, and feel and at the same time feeling excited about that possibility, then there's no fear. But if you are only feeling excited about possibility. And dreaming about that home or that vacation or that pet or whatever it is and if you can do it without attachment this is the same as your the law of attraction if you can state your requests your intentions commands even with no attachment to the outcome then energy can flow freely as it always does. But can it flow freely to you? If if there is any bit of fear or apprehension or doubt, you are creating resistance and pushing away the thing that you are hoping for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it takes a great deal of focus, especially in the present moment, to first realize what you are thinking Find out if there's an opposite of what you are desiring or hoping. And then generate gratitude and excitement about it. And just stay in the gratitude of possibility. That is more powerful than hope.
0: So I would ask you this last question then. Given that I think what I'm hearing said Is that this third dimensional word, hope, (laughs) because I think that's where we're at at this point, because it means different things to different people. Yes. So is it that we're simply ignoring the moment, the present moment, by invoking hope?
1: Most of the time. Yes. You're attempting to think ahead, to plan ahead. Nothing wrong with that, as long as there is no anxiety. You can think ahead, plan ahead, schedule the vacation as long as there's no fear or anxiety or frustration or guilt or doubt, all of these labels you have for fear. Does that answer the question?
0: That's a great answer to that question, Gabriel. We we certainly appreciate your wisdom today. So
1: perhaps you could replace the word hope. Or begin replacing the word hope with gratitude and certainty, and/or certainty, gratitude, gratitude for possibility. Mm-hmm. I can't give you one
0: word. <laughs> mm-hmm. As the third dimension likes to have multiple words for things, don't we? Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you for allowing me to assist you today.
0: No, our honor and pleasure is always. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Gabriel. Archangel Gabriel, or Gabriel, so did that answer the questions that you had, that we had, (laughs) do you think? Or do you think it spurred more thought, more Uh, conversations? I,
0: I yeah, no, I think this is... I hope, I just said I hope. You did, Ah! how fun is that? The, (laughs) my truth on this is, and what I learned today in listening, is that, it really is the perspective of the individual and the intent of the words, because I mm-hmm. do believe that the universe responds to intent mm-hmm. and the universe can, the universe can tell if there's fear in there. The universe can tell if your yes. in, intent is, I want to win the lottery and subconsciously it's because it'll solve all my money
1: problems. Right. Because there's the contrast. Yes. There's the thing you don't want.
0: Correct. I don't want to be poor. So therefore here's an answer mm-hmm. to this mm-hmm. to, to
1: instead of just, I want to win the lottery so I can have lots of fun. Mm-hmm. And so I can donate to these causes. And so I can make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even I, though making the world a better place would indicate that it's not a good place. <laughs> it's tricky. <laughs> it is.
0: And, and the human mind is just so amazing it is. You know, the hermetic wow. principle of all this mind. It, it really truly is. Mm-hmm. It, it is. It really so, truly is.
1: I think we have to think of hope as, what Gabriel said, having own personal experience. Mm-hmm. And then being aware of what that experience is in our mind. And then shifting it. We have the power to shift it. We can choose anything with our free will in our mind.
0: To make a decision.
1: Yep. To make a decision. Right. Wow, thank you. That was enlightening. Enlightening.
0: I think. Enlightening. And I have a feeling to be continued.
1: I have a feeling too. <laughs> thank you, Jeffrey.
0: No, thank you.
1: We'll see you next time. Thank you. And thank yourself for taking the time to entertain some new spiritual concepts today. I hope it has been interesting and or helpful.
0: You can find Cindy's channel books on Amazon. Kindle versions also available.
1: And visit my website, cindyriggs.com.